You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling an Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hoon here, your host, back with another episode. We are in Stillwater today at the home of Balanced Coffee Co. They've hosted a podcast for us. We were going to record three episodes here. Balanced Coffee have been on the podcast, so if that one hasn't come out yet it's coming out very soon shout out to michael and lexi for having us uh, my guest today is clay billman who has the brand okla america and i am extremely jealous of your logo because i think it is the best logo to do with oklahoma and i said that in front of someone the other day and they were like well your logo your logo is really good and i was like yeah but it's not like it's not Clay's logo. Clay's logo's sick. <laughs> and they always see the, I don't know, we're probably the same people. We hate being like, I guess, praised. I get that sense from you that like, I I don't like it when people praise me and say that I've done a good job because I don't, I mean, it's just something I enjoy doing, right? And I definitely get that feeling from you as well. But I love the logo. Um, it is, you know, I got the sticker and, and thankfully you just give me some more stickers and a t-shirt. And I mean, it's every time I see that picture of the pie that someone made with that logo on it, it it's that's a really cool logo so you you haven't made it until someone makes a pie yes. with your logo on it for thanksgiving i i repost that picture every it's year so good every, it, i did not get to eat that pie that pie was sent yeah. to me in a photo but uh it, it, awesome. it was amazing yeah but no i appreciate you saying that and you know the, the funny thing about that logo and, and being you know the person who did the graphic design is you're always a little bit unsure of your own work and and yeah. a little bit um nervous about putting it out there in the world Mm -hmm. but it was it was people that were friends and and family and 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 co-workers that kind of gave me the confidence that i was onto something yeah yeah. and and they liked it better than i did i think at the time and i've grown to 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 love it but um i think if it was something that i thought was awesome from the get-go you know, look at look at this. How awesome this is! It's a little different than somebody yeah. else, an outsider, whose their opinion uh, matters to me more than just somebody who might right. just try to be nice. And you know, yeah, Clay's a nice guy, so I'll I'll buy a shirt because mm-hmm. he's a likable guy, right? Yeah. It's a favor, almost like a charity case. But the people that don't know me, um, or the people that were not involved in it, that gravitate towards it, that's been uh, very rewarding for me. Yeah, thankfully you're far past the amount of family members that have bought your stuff, and you're you're, you're into people now. <laughs> Because saying I, I went through the same thing. I think I printed a few T-shirts and friends of family. Like, oh, I'll buy one just because they want to be nice. And then you know, quickly fizzles out. But clearly, you know, you've made a business out of this, which is awesome to see. Well, I, I do owe a lot of gratitude to my wife's co-teachers at her elementary school that uh, were among the many first customers and people at church and and friends. But um, you know, I, I will say the the first time you see somebody wearing your shirt or a hat uh, or with a sticker on their car who you don't know, like out in the wild, as we talk about, I mean, that's pretty cool. Or you have friends that text you a picture from I-35 and say, hey, I just passed this car with your sticker on it. And it wasn't somebody I knew who I'd given a sticker to. Um, That's pretty cool. And it kind of makes you feel a little validated. Um, You know, when somebody's on stage, you know, even cooler, uh, you know, in a band you like or respect or something like that. So, uh, you know, when Cody Canada, you know, puts a sticker on his guitar and I'm thinking, I do not deserve to be on 
Cody Canada's guitar. Like, yeah. You know, and so, um, you know, that's kind of the, the pat on the back that, that, you know, the affirmation that you get. And, and that's kind of the fun thing about um, doing that and having other people, yeah. you know, who feel good about it and feel proud enough of their home state mm-hmm. to, to represent a brand that is about their home state and where we come from. Yeah, it's tapping into, like I said, that, that home state pride uh, and also the fact that, like, that you know that sticker means something to them it reminds them of something and then because you're a part of that it, that's a special feeling for sure um but let's go back right where does you know you're, you're very good at graphic design where does the love of drawing and, and i mean obviously you know if people are watching you're not 16 years old so you didn't grow up drawing on an ipad it was you know yeah. sketching so where does yeah. that stuff come from well my dad was an art teacher and, okay. and uh for you know my entire life he was a k through 12 small school uh art teacher and i grew grew up, you know, with a pencil in my hand and markers and, yeah. and drawing and watching him uh, paint and do ceramics. And so, you know, I've always been the kid from the small town, um, you know, who, who was the, the art teacher's kid who could draw, you know, and I would be doing, um, you know, logos of football teams I would make up or superheroes and reading comic books and trying to draw those or, yeah. you know, doing the, uh, the wildlife conservation poster, you know, with the, with the colorful wood duck on it or something like that. Um, now, I do have to say that my dad is not an Oklahoman, uh, but he married an Oklahoman. So I grew up uh, in southeast Iowa. Okay. Uh, and uh, my mom is from Oklahoma City, and uh, she was from the first graduating class of class in Northwest, Northwest Class in High School. Yeah, yeah. Um, she was in class in first, and then the, uh, her senior year, they, uh, they moved and called it Northwest Class. And um, so the funny thing is, all of my vacations as a child were to Oklahoma and yeah. Oklahoma City. So twice a year, Christmas and summertime, uh, we would come to Oklahoma City. And so for me growing up, that was a destination for me. Right. So, uh, which is weird to say, you know, like the Oklahoma is a destination, but, you know, coming from Iowa, it was, it was Disneyland, Frontier is, yeah. City and Whitewater and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, the zoo and the Omniplex and all these places. But, um, you know, so, you know, again, where I grew up, um, my dad was an art teacher, small town. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, just got that love of drawing for him. That's, uh, that, I mean, that explains a lot, right? That, yeah. expl- that, that answers the question for sure. And, you know, and then later on, it got a little more into the di- graphic design and the digital side of things. But you still have to go back to kind of sketching with pencils and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and Sharpies and things like that to right. kind of uh, get the vision on paper. So then this, this, you know, this, this kind of hobby and, and passion then for you with drawing and, and designing and, I guess, CAD and all the early stages of, of, of online stuff and, and the tech stuff, this continues in through you know through high school college yeah um i I grew up and you know growing up in iowa and having our vacations to oklahoma we would take the amtrak and i hope the amtrak uh continues to uh to add the routes back because you can take the heartland flyer now south but it used to be the lone star would run from chicago to uh, down into texas and so we would hop on that my mom and my brother and i every summer and we would come to oklahoma city to visit grandparents and get off down in santa fe station downtown Oklahoma City so uh, if anybody's listening uh, with infrastructure uh, you know Lieutenant Governor Pinnell uh, you know who who can make that happen to go north again but um, 
so we'd come to Oklahoma. Um, I always grew up wanting to come to Oklahoma State University. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in Iowa, we would go to Ames and we would watch the football games and cheer on the Oklahoma schools. Yeah. So one year it was OU and one year it was Oklahoma State. So it would alternate. Yeah. And so I remember as a kid wearing the replica jerseys of Bosworth and Spencer Tillman and seeing Thurman Thomas and, and Hartley Dykes and some of those stars of the early 80s and mid 80s um, just up close and personal because there was no security in right. uh, college football games and nobody cared about Iowa State football in those days. So we got front row on the visitor side. Yeah. And so just loved everything about Oklahoma, um, but always knew that I wanted to come to Oklahoma State, which is my mom's alma mater, gotcha. and, and come here for uh, school. Um, the creative side, I was getting into advertising mm-hmm. and kind of the journalistic side of things. Um, you know, there was, I, I kind of wanted to be, uh, there was a show called 30 something back in the, back in the 80s. And it was about Michael and Elliot, these two partners. And one guy was the, was the account rep, yeah. you know, the, the martini lunches and things like that. And then Elliot was the creative guy with the crazy ties and the Nerf hoop in the corner. Yeah. And I, and I, I thought I wanted to be the account rep. I thought I wanted to be Michael, but it turns out I was Elliot the whole time. <laughs> so, um, so that creative side came back out later on, yeah. um, as my first job out of college was at Ackerman McQueen. Okay. So again, you know, go big or go home, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so it was really um, an eye-opening experience to see quality work, uh, the amount of work they put in, the hours they put in, um, and just kind of hone that uh, that creative skill and just look at other people and see what they did. Yeah. And then try to learn kind of the digital side of things right. you know, creatively after that. Yeah. So that was kind of the advent early 90s um, was about the advent of that digital graphic design. Gotcha. You know, it was all going to be the Macs coming out and things like that. Um, you said I'm not I'm not a spry, young spring chicken, uh, but my freshman year at OSU was 88. Okay. So I got to see Barry Sanders uh, win the Heisman my freshman year. Yeah. Uh, and so that was just fun as a college experience. Um, the team was 0 and one my senior year by the time I got out. So, uh, but then early nineties moving into the kind of the real world, so to speak, uh, moved to Oklahoma city and, and started kind of as the, uh, one of the traffic managers, kind of yeah. the entry level ad agency jobs at Ackerman McQueen, but learned a ton there. Yeah. Uh, and then moved on to a smaller agency from there for a year or two. Well, what's it, I mean, I, I have no experience of going to a college that my parents went to, um, but, you know, what's it like going to Stillwater when you know, like, your mom's been here and it's got family history and, you know, coming to Oklahoma State and, and just kind of something that you dreamed of and wanted to do and then you finally get here and, like, Tom, what was that four years of college like? Obviously, football was amazing. Uh, yeah, well, uh, hit and miss. But, it, you know, it's, again, it gets that reputation for being friendly and, mm-hmm. and just being there. You know, coming from a very small town, um, I didn't feel like it was overwhelmingly big. Yeah. But it was big enough to be you know, like the world of opportunities for yeah, me yeah. and meet people from, from all over. But, you know, I've still got friends that I remember meeting at orientation from towns like Chandler and Hennessy and some of these places in Oklahoma that I knew of just from, you know, a, visiting, but mostly we visited Oklahoma City. So these other places, Guthrie and and places I'd seen as road signs, you know, and I know places um, just traveling down I-35 when you cross the border and, oh, there's the teepees at the rest stop, you know, uh, up up north by Tonkawa. And and so um, 
it was kind of fun to be and you know living here now and, yeah. and making my home and Stillwater is the kind of place that a lot of people um, don't leave they don't want to leave or if they do leave they feel like they want to come they back come and back. that's why homecoming is so big um, just the the atmosphere the the family uh, friendliness uh, things like that so yeah. um, you know I had friends go to other colleges and I don't know that they have the connection that a lot of OSU people have right um, and so I feel like um, again I'm I'm not born in Oklahoma uh, neither were you I don't think no right? no definitely judging not. by your yeah. accent uh, <laughs> no but I feel like you know I lived over half my life here feel like I was influenced by Oklahoma yeah um, my childhood memories like I mentioned the you know the summers and the hot black top and it's 105 degrees and yeah. and you know going to the to the comic book shop up on western uh i remember the candy shop next to vzds mm-hmm. uh i went to vzds as a young adult as well yeah. but uh, as a kid just that whole area around you know uh, 47th and western uh, not far from the wedge yeah. now if, if i'm going to name drop a, a, oh, yeah. a, a business i like in oklahoma city but just so those those memories um you know, made Oklahoma a special place to me. Um, we talked, uh, you know, off the air about uh, Boomtown. Yeah. And, and a lot of the things that Sam Anderson mentions about that urban renewal, the stuff that was happening in the 70s and 80s and, and promises and, and dreams of this downtown area and buildings being raised and, and, and blown up and imploded. Um, you know, I, I was here, you know, and seeing some of that stuff uh, as a kid, you know, seeing the uh, uh, that downtown area happening. And, and now there's neighborhoods with names like, uh, you know, uh, Midtown and Ten Pen and things like that. They didn't call them that back in those days. Right. right? And uh, and the Plaza District and some really cool places that are now resurgent in Oklahoma City that that I remember seeing as a kid, the Gold Dome and, and the Milk Bottle, you yeah. know, and, and places that weren't far from where my grandparents uh, lived and so just to be a part of that now you know yeah. um, and even be involved in it somewhat with the brand and and some of the shops that carry our stuff it's, yeah. it's pretty cool to see definitely uh, Ackerman McQueen must have been fun I mean there's a yeah. you, there's a lot of good things and bad things that have come out of Ackerman McQueen all you've got to do is google it um, there's some great podcasts about it too if you're into all that yeah. and I'm sure you've got some funny inside stories that we'll talk about after um, but well, once in a while that? Charlton Heston would call in on on the weekends on the uh, on the bat phone you know yeah. so um you know I, I liken it to maybe you know i wasn't in the service so uh, i really appreciate our military but i mean i call it kind of a boot camp yeah. you know i mean it was uh the work ethic there and the quality of work that came out uh-huh. was amazing um oh, they put in the hours and a lot of blood sweat and tears mm-hmm. um you know good and bad so i, I learned what it meant to um uh, to be a perfectionist yeah. as far as, you know, looking over every piece of text and type and, and grammar and, and editing and, and revision after revision until it's, you know, you're honing something to get it yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I also learned that maybe I didn't want to do 80 hour weeks for my entire life. And, yeah. and, uh, and I wanted to maybe have a little bit of a, a, a personal life and, and, uh, started to date my now wife at the time. And she was wondering why on a Friday night I, I had to be, you know, getting off work at 8 PM 
them. Yeah. You know, when we wanted to go to a Blazers hockey game or, or something like that. Yeah. So, um, but I still have, you know, friends that uh, I worked with there at the time. Uh, a lot of people I keep in touch with. Um, and so I think everybody was in that same yeah. foxhole, yeah, so yeah. to speak. Um, you know, I think the machine of that industry uh, is maybe one of the negatives of it. And I know some of the, the clients are controversial, but um, but I, I think as far as the work they put out, you know, and if you look at quality yeah, and, yeah. and award-winning creative stuff, um, there were some really cool, yeah. cool, and they had clients of Oklahoma Tourism at the time, yeah. did some amazing art, some amazing photography. Um, they had guys in the basement at the recording studio that were just amazing at Damn. Golden Voice. And, and so I really respect um, kind of the mentors uh, in the industry and mm -hmm. people that, that I just look at in terms of graphic design and, and talent it's 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 off the charts yeah. you know so that that's kind of my impression of ackerman um you know again I, I i didn't know as a kid that i would be working in that tall building yeah you know that's right there uh, by by uh, penn square mall um you know but hey someday you know maybe i'll have the corporate job and be there but um you know it turns out i'm not a nine to five kind of guy you right. know uh in in my mind in my in my heart um but uh yeah, and they, they weren't nine to five either, obviously. But, <laughs> yeah. But you know, in in, in terms of um, just kind of being, you know, you know, in that industry, mm -hmm. I think it's a, it, it was a great place to start because oh, sure. I learned uh, the tough part early on. I didn't have a have an easy, yeah. easy breezy, you know, first job out of college, and and then got hit upside the head with a real, you know, yeah, hard work. Yeah. So, um, no, I think it influenced me for sure. Definitely, and I think you meant, you know, talking about being like. The phrase, you know, being in a foxhole, like just kind of thrown in the fire, like, you know, you're in the thick of it and there's no better place to learn, right, than being in the thick of it, you know, producing amazing work, you know, working 80 hour weeks and then to transfer that and to go anywhere after that, like, it's kind of like a, a really cool apprenticeship or an amazing place you're going to go work. I mean, the stuff that you've learned from that, you probably still use today, you know, that work ethic and everything, even though you might not want to work 80 hour yeah. weeks anymore, you know that work ethic that if you have to, you've trained under it and, you, you know, you, you train to a standard that... You know, that's second to none, really. Yeah, and as a young guy, you know, who just kind of wants to be, you know, where the action is, mm -hmm. you know, there were things that, you know, you pull an all-nighter for a yeah. client presentation or, you know, they, they'd put me on a plane to fly uh, some artwork to Dallas to hand it off to somebody to turn around and fly right back because yeah. it needed to get there today. And, you know, that was the day, you know, days before, uh, you know, a lot of internet or any internet uh, early on, um, you know, no Zooms and things right, like that. Yeah, it either yeah. had to be in person, driven, flown, you know, or you get it done. And I yeah. think, um, you know, that's kind of the, the other thing that I learned is just, you know, you make it happen. Yeah. You know, it does, doesn't matter, you know, you know, what you need to do, just get the job done and, and, and make it right. Yeah. So, so I appreciate so you, it for at, that. At this time, then obviously, like you're dating your now wife. Where do you go after Ackerman? And, and you know, I went to a smaller uh, ad agency called Design Works, and they had a cool, you know, couple clients, smaller, um, where you got to wear a lot more hats. And so I was able to get into more of the uh, creative side of it, kind of yeah. get my hand in a little bit, and have some friends from there as well. Uh, Sonic was one of their clients, and, and that was pretty cool, as, yeah. as a lot of the, the car hop the signage and things like that. Um, and then uh, got laid off when, when uh, you know, things didn't go so well, and they had to scale back. Mm -hmm. I had a friend that had gotten a job at UCO 
and his name's Craig Bouchard, and he's been there a long time heading up graphic design uh, for the university. And I, and I was a, always, you know, a fan and continue to be a fan of the OSU sports. And I hadn't really thought about the university as a place of employment, yeah. um, at least in, in terms of what I wanted to do. And, you know, when you're sitting there collecting unemployment uh, for a little while and you're, you're trying to send out resumes and think about it, it just struck me that, uh, you know, hey, what about OSU? Let me see what they've got involved. Because, again, it's that pull of Stillwater sure. and that yeah. magnet to come back to your to your roots. And so there was an opening in their public information office, which is kind of the PR side yeah. of things. Um, and I got a job and commuted for a year uh, with another gentleman who lived in Edmond and, um, you know, kind of got back to OSU and, you know, I've been there ever since. Yeah. So, again, once it kind of gets their hooks in you and, and you know, I, I wasn't ever a a job hopper just to, to try and move up a ladder just to have a have a title or things like that. You know, I'm very content kind of doing doing what I do and trying to do the best job I can and, and be a little more of a worker bee on that side. Yeah. But I'm able to do some creative work. Um, and I started to do, you know, the general university, you know, marketing. But then that was about the time that they renovated Gallagher-Iba okay. Arena. Uh, into the, the full athletic center with the expanded capacity. And so I got to uh, help with some of the communication and fundraising yeah, yeah. Uh, on, you know, raising the money to make this, you know, ambitious project happen right. and was able to kind of worm my way into uh, the athletic department as far as, um, you know, a person who could bring the skills of the, of the graphic design gotcha. and some of the writing and the communication side of it. Um, so have been with the athletic department since 1998 yeah. so a long time um, oh that you've seen some great things over the years then. you know it's it's fun it's one of those that, that, that you tell people you know everybody likes sausage but nobody wants to see how it's made <laughs> um but I, but, yeah. but there's some really cool things about kind of being behind the scenes and and you know you take it for granted after a while that you you you, you see olympic champions yeah. and and people walking through the halls and you have some experiences that not everybody could get or mm-hmm. or a lot of fans would would really kill for um, some of the access opportunities Um, the downside is that you know it's it's a business and sometimes friends get laid off or fired for you know coaches either you know leave on their own or get asked to leave or you know there's there's things that happen but again working at a university and that um, kind of the youthfulness of it um, and seeing kind of the you know just just the the vibe of being in a college town yeah. and being part of that kind of keeps you young and and kind of keeps my creative juices flowing Definitely. as well yeah i mean for me thinking about you know and i i learned this from from previous guest elise who wrote bullet for a couple of years that i didn't realize that the athletic department logos and and licensing is separate to the university licensing right so you got all the pistol pizza where the the golf one you know all these other things mm-hmm. so that must be interesting to navigate for you know i mean it keeps you busy obviously you got all these other the versions of Pete, right? Mm. And then always all these other logos going on, yeah. which is great. And then for me, from a golf side, like you've got, you know, Hovland, Matt Wolf, Ricky Fowler, like, mm. you know, I mean, the list goes on. There's some epic, I mean, from Europe, you've got Alex Norin and I mean, Charles Howells, obviously an American, but the Oklahoma State athletic side of things is far and wide, not yeah. just in golf, which yeah. is, I mean, 
as a fan of the, the the university must be awesome for you to watch. Yeah, it's really cool. You know, when you talk about the branding of it, you know, and, and OSU, I, I teach sports marketing class along okay. with, with Jesse Martin. Uh, we're kind of co-teach and we taught for about 10 years. And, and um, you know, one thing that we talk a lot about is our branding at yeah. the university. And OSU's not always done everything the best in right. the right way. And we've maybe got too many versions out there. You know, if you look at OU, they're very solid in their branding and they, they maybe had a tweak to the, the OU uh, interlocking OU yeah. one time but and they've uh, kind of yeah. gone away from right. it, but everybody knows the one on their helmet is, yeah. and that's who they are. OSU has had brands, you know, for baseball, for, uh, you know, different yeah. sports. The one that Barry Sanders wore is, you know, kind of the retro logo yeah. now. Um, but we were a little bit all over the place. And so, you know, it's no wonder that there might have been confusion between right. Oregon State State and yeah. us, and and uh, and I think it's it's uh, gotten better in the last you know probably decade or so, and even the last couple of years, it's kind yeah. of refined. You know, the, the university used to have the academic branding, and that was very separate, like you were saying. And yeah. now the university uses the OSU because um, you know the OU Med School doesn't have a different logo right. than the football team, yeah. but it's the University of Oklahoma, and so now you know our Med School and our our, our departments academically are lined up yeah. with our football team. So that when somebody sees the Fiesta Bowl and they see us beat Notre Dame, yeah. they're familiar and, and they know that's Oklahoma State. And oh, by the way, the university is, is the same. Yeah. So there's a lot of alignment there that's important. Mm-hmm. So, so then I guess while you're at OSU, you know, I guess you're, you're, you're teaching, you're doing all these different projects with the school. And, and I mean, you're, you've come home effectively, right? You've come back to your, you know, not home, obviously, in Iowa, but you've come home. You feel like you've returned to Stillwater as, you know, someone who went to college there. What time does it fire up that you think, you know what, like I'm, I'm teaching sports marketing, I'm in branding all the time. When do you start like putting pen to paper and start thinking, wait, why don't I just draw something on the side and someone you see, you know, is there a light bulb moment that goes off or someone that sees you draw that logo that's on the cup and someone's like, that's a kick-ass yeah. logo. Well, you know? well, yeah, I think that the light bulb moment, again, you know, you go back to uh, the Sam Anderson's book, Boomtown. Yeah. It was about that same time when the Thunder had come back and the Thunder had implications for college athletics and things like that as well. But, you know, you would see a lot of apparel. You'd see, um, we talked about licensing. Yeah. People would put out Thunder apparel, but it wasn't NBA licensed. Yeah. It was a, a lightning bolt and a buffalo or, you know, the bison yeah. or something like that. So it was kind of the, the blue and the orange and skirting the, the rules oh, yeah. of being a, a copyright violation. But it was it was Oklahoma pride, Oklahoma City pride, um, you know, where we're from. And, and, and a lot of resurgence at that same time was some of this boutiques, some of the neighborhoods that were were popping up the shops even we we talked yeah. about coffee shops and 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 so a little bit of a resurgence of the of the shop local yeah and those type of things so um so there was a lot of that going on then twitter became big right mm-hmm. so people are talking about oklahoma issues and oklahoma weather uh and things like that and i think you know i, I didn't coin the phrase oklahoma but it was something that kind of occurred to me like, you know, hey, that's kind of a fun phrase that might be good social media wise. Yeah. Maybe I could, you know, see if somebody else has already gotten the accounts, if somebody's using that phrase. Um, and, I, you know, did the did this basically the Google, right? You oh, did, yeah. You did your, your search. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
I only saw it a handful of times pop up with somebody's 4th of July celebration or something like that. So I, I quickly, this was 2014. Okay. So, and I, and I know that because that's when we registered the domain yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. for Oklahoma.com and, you know, got the social media. So I jumped on the Facebook and the Twitter and, yeah. and Instagram and then didn't really know a whole lot, you know, what, what's next, right? So yeah. um, I wasn't thinking I'm going to create a brand. It was just more of a, a way to kind of get in the conversation. Uh, and along with that, you had to have an icon or something, you know, to go with your, your Twitter page or Twitter handle. So started sketching up a few ideas and, and, and putting, you know, you know, Adobe Illustrator and doing some, some versions of the logo. Yeah. And I had about two or three, you know, iterations of it. And, and one was the, the USA shape, you know, with the word in it. And I'm fortunate enough that Oklahoma falls in the middle of the country yeah. that it fit in kind of my my vision and I wanted something kind of fun and whimsical mm -hmm. you know and not too serious and so that kind of worked and I you know sent it to my friends and hey what do you think of this yeah. and you know my buddy of mine and, and, and I know you're going to talk to him later about his, his music career and all his talents but Wade Tower has been a great friend of mine and a and kind of a collaborator and a sounding board and he'll tell me if something is, is good or bad he, he, he really liked it from the get go yeah. so I uh, you know we created some decals and so for about a year it was a twitter page and, yeah. and, and, and decals for a car it, it really wasn't until a year later when i kind of had the confidence to try to you know do i make a t-shirt out of this right. you know will anybody want a t-shirt will anybody you know you know yeah. think it's this is a, a cool thing they want to put on their on their chest or on a hat or something um so probably 2015 I sent the uh, I sent the logo to a friend of mine, and uh, she has uh, Flinnegan's, uh, which is a boutique here in Stillwater. Yeah. And and I just you know uh, didn't want her to carry it. I just wanted to get her two cents. Hey, right. if you if you know anybody in the industry, because I didn't have a clue about retail yeah. uh, and shopping, and and still don't have much of one, but I've since learned a lot. But you know, she says, "Hey, I'll take it. We got Mom's Weekend coming up. Can you get this printed in in these colors?" And 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 I remember, like, I think she wanted like thirty six shirts. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, we've made it, right? This is <laughs> we are in business now. Yeah. Um, and another person over in Tulsa, I'd sent it to through a friend was Mary Beth Babcock. Yeah. And if you haven't talked to her, you I've need talked to her, but she's so busy, I can't nail her down she to get her on the phone. She's the coolest lady in yeah. Oklahoma, and. Um, she had a shop at the time called Dwelling Spaces down okay. in the Blue Dome District, and uh, and she did consignment with with local you know uh, apparel and different things like that and, and local artists, and so I showed it to her just kind of you know yeah. you know would she give me a stamp of approval and she said that she would carry some shirts at her shop, and so you know within a few months I I had had a real reason to get shirts printed you know right. and and kind of a the brand was. Um, you know, sort of off and running, like this is a real deal. And, you know, I use the term brand. I don't, I didn't think of it as a, I'm making a brand. I know some people start out and that's their goal, right? I did that's, not, I did this not, was very yeah. organic and yeah. it just started out as, you know, something that I had an idea that something could be there. I didn't know what it was, yeah. you know, you know, just to try to be a part of that conversation. It was different than my day job at OSU. Yeah. It was something that was kind of, you know, uh, hitting some of those creative, 
uh, parts of my brain that, that weren't orange and black. Right. You know, a little bit something different. And, and um, so it was a, definitely a side hustle uh, that continues to be a side yeah, hustle. Yeah, yeah. And so um, if it could be extra income for the family, if it could help put my daughters through college, awesome. you know, then that's kind of the thing that, that carried from there. But um, the cool thing for me about where it's gone are the people that I've met, the places yeah. that I've been. Uh, you know, I think about the Hot Mess Boutique in Broken Bow, Oklahoma, you know, and and places like that that took a chance on carrying my stuff and liked yeah. it. Um, DNA galleries in Oklahoma City have been amazing for me. Um, and just to be in the shops, Ida Red in Tulsa and uh, in some of those places, um, you know, for me to get to know people from there, to to travel to these shops to have an excuse to drive around yeah. you know to to Altus or to Chickasha or Ardmore mm -hmm. and deliver shirts and, and things like that it's been really cool yeah so. the one thing I kind of relate to that is the one thing for me is that yeah, you're exactly right. It's the people that you meet through it. You know, it, it kind of just serves as a tool, right, as a vehicle weaving your way. Like, because like you just said, it, it, it takes you away from your day job. You know, it kind of ticks the creative boxes for you and kind of, you know, like... It, it's something that you enjoy doing so it doesn't feel like work all the time right so you come home and you might sketch you might draw with it and there's no real like deadline or timeline to it it's just evolving naturally and then like i said when you're delivering you know you learn so much more about the state by meeting these people by traveling around seeing tiny you know little towns or wherever it is like it's it's one of the best things I can kind of relate to with the podcast too, is like I've met so many awesome people that I never would have met without the podcast, right? And you know, and you mentioned some musicians earlier and, and other places you've been and people who put in this, this logo on their clothing, on their guitar, on their brand, whatever it is, you know, you, you just don't, it's such a strange feeling, right? When you see that logo somewhere yeah. and then you get a message from someone on Instagram and like, hey man, I love your stuff or whatever it is, like, it's great because it's set out as something that's just fun to do. And if it makes a little bit of money, it's great, right? Because exactly. if, it, if it's set out as a business, then you'd have goals and you'd have, you know, a, a strict three-year business plan and all this other corporate nonsense, right? That, that is, you know, if you're going to build a business, that's what you do. But it's cool that it's gone organically and it's solely you know kind of you do what you do with it right if you want to go make something you do if you don't then you don't i'm sure people have come to you and said you should do this and you're like yeah eh, it's not really my thing yeah. which yeah. is really cool well and you know i i'm so glad you said that because you're right it is about kind of that response you get and, and the, the affirmations and you know the, the the good thing about a side hustle is it's you know it, it's not uh, life or death. It's yeah. not, you know, how am I going to put a roof right. over my head or feed my family? Um, the bad thing about a side hustle is, you know, you do have that safety net. Yes. Right. And That's so, yeah, very so, true. so if you come home from, from work and you're tired and you don't want to, you know, talk to stores or don't want to work on a new design or do your inventory and figure out, yeah. you know, how you're going to do some printing, um, you know, you don't have to. Right. Right. And so that if, I think if if this were my my sole source of, of income and, and maybe, you know, at some point, you know, retirement is not that far away. Sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, that maybe that is um, becomes a brick and mortar yeah, or yeah. becomes the full time gig where you can really uh, jump into it. Um, but, uh, you know, we've we've. I think exposure-wise, it's been great. The growth has been slow but steady. Yeah. Um, and that's, again, because it's that side hustle. That's on me. But right. I tell people if they've ever driven to the Panhandle, 
you know, it, it's kind of a, a, a long, yeah. ele- but you're going up, right? Yeah, yeah, you just yeah. don't know it at the time. And all of a yeah. sudden you're, you're at 3000 feet or something. Yeah. You're out of black Mesa, but, um, yeah, having other people that, that, that are fans of the brand, so to speak, um, surprisingly so enough to bake a pie, right. you know, enough to, to crochet beanies, you know, that we put, uh, you know, our, our logo on, um, and to some of the collaborations that have come out of it. Yeah. There's, there's a, a guy that I work with, uh, Tyler Carter of Simpleton Goods and uh, does great leather work in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. And so I'll source blanks of hats and beanies um, and he'll, you know, put the logo on them for yeah. me. And so I like to keep Oklahoma, you know, um, vendors and artisans. I like to collaborate with them if possible. Yeah. Um, you know, Frank Homa, we've got the Frank Homa mug. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people say I didn't know they were still, you know, in business and the factory isn't. But the, the brand is still uh, functional and works with some people who used to work at the factory and are yeah. still using the same molds that they've done for decades. And, and so I thought if I'm going to have a coffee mug with my logo on it, then it ought to be made in Oklahoma, right? right. And so you know, I know not everything can be made in Oklahoma, and most caps and blanks are sourced from overseas, and I'm not against that either. But you know, when you have the opportunity yeah. to do things and keep it local, you know that's important to me as well, and and that's also very satisfying. Um, I was looking for an artist, and you know, again, I don't do all of the graphics. Um, I kind of know where my limitations are, but you know, when I wanted to do kind of a WPA National Parks kind of a vintage looking design for my Explore Oklahoma look, um, you know, I looked all around for an artist that could kind of do what I wanted to do and, yeah. and somebody that I could I could contract to do that. And it turns out that, uh, you know, 10 miles down the road in Perkins was this amazing artist named Thomas Hilly, who was an OSU grad, yeah. who did kind of this cool sketchboard style art that translated perfectly to what I wanted to do with my vision of capturing some Oklahoma places and not, I guess Wichita mountains are very specific because the rocks look very different, but the other designs, you know, are inspired by the tall grass prairie or maybe this is the many lakes and and camping and things that, you know, you can do in Oklahoma um, or just waving wheat and, you know, and a hawk flying. And so there's things that kind of, I think most Oklahomans can see that and go, okay, that, that might be my neck of the woods, you know, and I know that appeals to me. So he was able to capture that. Uh, And so I, you know, working with Oklahomans, keeping it, keeping it local has been very, uh, you know, rewarding for me. When, so tell me about, because when, when I first met you, I popped into, well, this Christmas, you guys had a pop-up shop in, um, in Stillwater. I popped in, say hello and met your wife, uh, Ginger. And then, what I mean, what's her thoughts on it? Like, I, I mean, I'm interested to hear like the background because she was there too. Obviously, yeah. she's very much part of the brand now as well, like on the shop side. Yeah, you know, I think you know, again, she's she's the one I come home to, yeah. you know, on, on the nights and weekends, and then try to try to manage this side business. But you know, uh, her and my two daughters. I've got daughters that are uh, twins that are 21 years old now, and at, at OSU, and you know, they, they sort of have a role in it, and a lot yeah. of them are, are sounding boards. But then, you know, I've they keep me, you know, kind of organized. Yeah. You know, I, I'm the creative guy that has, you know, junk all over the desk and kind of like my creative mind. And I know where stuff is, but if somebody walks in to see my space, they, they, they have no, freak yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. They, it makes, yeah it gives my wife anxiety. But, 
um, you know, from a standpoint of, hey, you need to do this, um, you know, keeping me in line, yeah. organizing. That pop-up shop is a massive undertaking. It's, it's great what we did with Mary Main Street here in Stillwater with the, with the igloos and the domes. And, and we've done a number of other places, uh, um, you know, with some other shops and, and on our own. But to try to pull that off, my respect to anybody who's in retail um, to try to do that, because that's not my strength. You right. know, my strength is kind of a creative people person. Yeah. And somebody needs to, to keep the books and to keep me accountable. And I've got a daughter that helped me with inventory and, and said, Dad, you need more of these shirts and right. you're running out of these. And and uh, and just to have um, people that are, you know, that my family enjoys the brand, you know, and then their friends have it. And, and it becomes, you know, their friends have a birthday and they need yeah. to get them a gift. And so the, the Oakland America brand has spread a lot because of connections through my wife and through yeah. co-workers and through my kids and their classmates and, and, and their friends. So yeah. um, it, it's not a true family business necessarily, but um, yeah, I'd be, uh, I'd be kind of out twisting in the wind if I didn't have yeah. my family to keep me keep me grounded and, and help me out with things for it, sure. It's really cool to kind of have that input as well because I, I mean listening to you speak I listen, I'm, I'm like it's like listening to myself talk because I have so many things that you know I can relate to like you said like I have no idea how to do operations at all right like I'm kind of creative but the idea of ordering enough shirts getting the colors in like doing all that background POS system stuff like just it gives me anxiety thinking about it. Um, so it's great to have like the input and also like, you know, you have two, you have twin daughters and to, to listen to like the color schemes that they like, right. And to keep kind of, you know, like for me, I, I mean, I wear gray and black for the most part, dark colors, but pastels are coming back, right. To listen to their input saying, dad, well, what about this color and this color? And you're like, eh, light blue. I don't know. Yeah, light pink every maybe. Time. And then they come in and it's like, Oh, this is our color, right? Like it's yeah. really cool to get that input. Yeah. Every time I order shirts, I, I usually get several in my wife and daughter's size in, yeah. a, in an odd color, like something different. We're going to try cranberry. We're going to try this lavender. We're going to try yeah. this color. And I do get some, Ooh, dad, Ooh, no, not again. <laughs> no, you know, that that's, that's hideous. Yeah, or, yeah. you know, sometimes, um, you know, it'll be a hit and, and they'll convince me to, to do it for yeah. other people. Um, but like you said, you know, the ideas that come I mean, I do get ideas from other people, and a lot of what I've done um, has sprung from, you know, customer requests. And, yeah. and you know, somebody who had um, a husband deployed overseas asked me about morale patches. Hey, do you guys do morale patches? Yeah. And I had to Google what a morale patch was, right? And it's, right. it's the Velcro military patches that they can put on their their bags or their, you know, uh, their gear. Uh, it's not part of their official uniform. Right. It's something to kind of you know, I guess boost morale yeah. and they can be reminds them of home where yeah, they come anything. from, what, what it means. Yeah. And so I sourced some, you know, had to find out what the real color for coyote Brown was. So it matched the most broad yeah. range of uniforms. But, um, you know, that's something, you know, those kind of things, the, the coasters we've done koozies, yeah. um, you know, I had a, a customer who, who kind of you talk about fans of the brand, and he's been really very loyal. And, I, and I, every time he makes an order, I uh, I kind of get reminded he wore out one of my koozies. That's awesome. So I don't know if that means he drinks too much <laughs> beer, but how do you wear out a koozie? But right. anyway, yeah. um, uh, and, and some of the people that the the customers that I've had, and kind of the the people who follow the brand and appreciate it. I'm surprised how broad it is yeah. because it's, it's, you know, kind of middle-aged people like myself. It's right. younger people that like it. And the fact that the young kids 
don't dislike it is the coolest thing. Yeah. They don't have to like it, but they don't hate it. Right. But then, you know, the Red Dirt music scene was one of the first to really uh, jump on board. Okay. Um, some of the guys that worked the oil fields, you know, out in yeah. the panhandle, the welders and those guys, kind of the blue collar, they love it. Um, you know, grandparents like it. I think it, the... It wasn't intentional, but the the appeal of it is pretty broad, yeah. and that's because you know it's Oklahoma. It's mm-hmm. not you know I, I, I try not to get too specific. You know I don't get political. You know I, I I have a political party shirt, but it's a bison that's red, white, and blue, and, right. and yeah. we're, we're from the Oklahoma party, right? Yeah. Oklahomans, and so you know we I want what's best for Oklahoma. Yeah. I'm not you know, going to pick a side necessarily. I want, you know, us to thrive and yeah. us to, you know, do the best we can. So I try to stay apolitical when it comes to the, the brand itself. But I think, you know, trying to hit on that common ground yeah. that they can appeal to more people. Yeah. Uh, you teased about, you know, I didn't tease it, but you brought up earlier, you know, maybe having a storefront one day and, and retiring and, and this being your gig. Uh, I mean, future and like, and, and, and it's, it's difficult to answer this question, I think, because for me it's difficult too. Because it is a hobby and it's a side gig, and it doesn't it doesn't net naturally have like a physical end destination, north star. This is our goal. We're going to get to here, and I've made it because it happens naturally. But if you were to do something after you retired, what would that be? And would you have a store? And and kind of if you just took all the took all the risk away and just thought this is Oak America go do with it whatever you want to do with it how does that look you know I, th- I think you know again to use the term retirement yeah you know I think as a retiree you'd want to have some sense of freedom and and a life to enjoy you know without the the, the grind of, of a job right yeah. but being realistic, knowing that you have to, you know, pay the rent and then do things. Retirement doesn't mean just, you know, we're going to kick back and, and the easy life. Right. But, you know, I mean, that could look like, you know, with with what we've seen with food trucks and mobile, you know, airstreams yeah. and, and cool trucks and, and merch, um, you know, maybe that's a mobile Oklahoma, yeah. you know, uh, retail operation. Maybe that's a, maybe that's a shop, you know, in downtown Stillwater that, uh, you know, appeals to, um, people on game days and, and, and things like that. So again, I, I don't know if I have a definite vision yeah. and, I, and I listen to a lot of podcasts and yours included and how I built this with Guy Raz oh, and entrepreneurial I love that podcast. you know Malcolm Gladwell and things yeah. like that and I kind of kick myself for not being the you know having the definite vision and goal sure. and if I went on Shark Tank they'd eat me alive because I don't know you know what yeah. and then there's not a Shark Tank for Oklahomans because I don't I know mine's not business opportunity yeah, yes I, there you go I, <laughs> invest I, is a ding ding ding, ding, ding. Yeah. I, I do realize you know that, that right. I do need to you know take it to the next level you might need to let somebody in and, and if and if you know my friend Wade could tell me I'm a little bit of a hands-on yeah. con- you know I wouldn't say control freak but it's I also have trouble go, delegating you yeah, know a little yeah, yeah. bit and 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 letting that go and and uh, but I realized that my market is not outside the right. much outside the borders of Oklahoma now I sell you know all over the country sure. and even international but they have a connection yeah. typically to to Oklahoma or relatives that that live here um but you know, so without that, you know, specific goal, um, it's it's hard to say. But um, yeah. you know, I mean, retail is hard, though. I mean, oh, no I, doubt. in in the in the, the the shops and the boutiques and the and the uh, places I've been in, um, and we that carry my stuff. 
you know, I, I have all the respect to those yeah, shops yeah, and yeah. I appreciate them. And I appreciate the fact that I'm not the ones on the front line because they're the ones, you right. know, the, the, their shop is on the line. And, and with, um, you know, with the economy, with the pandemic, um, you know, a lot of that changed. Yeah. So I, I see that coming back, though. I kind of, you know, can feel the um, maybe that resurgence mm-hmm. of some of those local shops and things. So, um, again, it, you know, I'm such a people person. The the energy I got from the pop-up shop yeah. over Christmas, I love that. Um, it was, you know, 18-hour days for, for four or five days in a row right. um, while doing it. Um, but I think if there's something that could give me that fulfillment of being kind of the um, the people person up sure. front, you know, and maybe I'll get my kids to to do the business side yeah, of things yeah. or something. So one of the things that just came to mind and, and I think about it because I think of the, the same thing with like, this is Oklahoma brand and I don't have clothing. I mean, I have my own, but I don't have anything that I retail. Part of me thinks, you know, back to just being an entrepreneur and listening to podcasts, reading books and how I built this and the word regret comes in. And I, I want to ask you when you get to a time where like, you know, you know, like it, everyone's clock's going to run out, right. You know, we're obviously going to get old, what would you if you don't do something what would you do what would you regret if you didn't like do Oklahoma America like if I'm sat here now and say you know by the time you die or when I'm talking you're on your deathbed if you were to regret something would that be not going all in I don't get the sense it would be because it just seems yeah. like it's a it's, it's a hobby right well but do you yeah, regret not giving it like a full go- I mean there's still time uh, well a couple things I love my day job yeah you know and I don't want to do anything to you know lessen my involvement my energy my input in that Um, if it was if if I worked at a dead end job during the day that I just hated and miserable I probably would regret not not jumping off earlier Um, but again that being said I put in you know two decades by the time I retire might be three decades at the university Um, the teacher's retirement you know would allow you to to maybe take that leap Um, you know I'm Again, we mentioned the entrepreneurial podcast. I, I, I grew up the child of two teachers, um, you know, didn't didn't get new cars every other year, you know, just kind of played it safe, um, you know, worked hard and, you know, didn't take a lot of risks. Yeah. Um, and I admire the people who do and can can just go all in with both feet and, and put their faith in it. So I've got kind of a inborn safety yeah. net that uh, that I always fall back on um, but I uh, you know I kind of wish I was that person taking the leap so maybe you know um, I'm kind of saying the opposite of, of what I am like wait till I retire so I can yeah. take that leap which is not really a leap because it's a yeah. fallback but at least there's some sense of like this is going to go just this is going to grow it's going to yeah. be further right? I, it's not I, like I you're just going to keep it at this and, and I think you yeah. know I think the the funny thing is when it's went from an idea to a Twitter handle to sure. a t-shirt and then when does the t-shirt become a brand, Right. you know, is it a lifestyle brand or whatever, you know, phrase you want to use. But I think it could be, you know, Oakland America could be, you know, a, a festival, yeah. you know, yeah, I'd yeah, love yeah, to have yeah. Oklahoma musicians yeah, yeah. come in and artists and, and yeah. kind of make it something that's all encompassing right. because I do think 
I'm on to something that, that could be bigger. I totally agree. Now, with whether you. I can, you know, get the resources in the in the short yeah. term and, and and partner with the right people to do that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I'm all for trying to make it grow and, and all that. I just because it's the side hustle, yeah. you know that you know the, there's not a definite uh, deadline out yeah. there. Um, but definitely something that, that I keep in mind and, you know, kind of a wish list of, you know, I, I mean, you know, I think about, um, you know, just not Lollapalooza, but, you know, even well, the no, smaller totally scale things is, yeah. wouldn't that be cool to have some kind be of, awesome. you know, confluence of Oklahoma talent and yeah. artists and musicians and people that I admire and I can bring them in under my umbrella yeah. of Oklahoma and it could be this Oklahoma branded event or right. branded thing that kind of, you know, celebrates who we are. Yeah. Um, you know, I've gotten encouragement from from uh, Lieutenant Governor Pinnell, and that's a great pat on the back. And, and some people that are, um, you know, a lot more connected than I am yeah. that have encouraged me to, to kind of keep it keep it up. So right. it's definitely something that's not gonna gonna go away. Um, it's only gonna get a little more yeah. more prominent. Um, one thing I want to you know mention that you know before we before we wrap up that you know the bison logo that that I'm wearing now that uh, it's not even a logo it's a it's an illustration uh, I stole it from my dad awesome. uh, and uh, just a little backstory um, we were taking pictures a friend of mine and I were taking pictures of bison up in the tall grass prairie and I sent these to my mom you know I just emailed them to my my parents and and my mom said well you know your dad drew that bison you know that pictures is down in the basement. And I'm like, well, send me a picture of that I can, you know, I remember that, but let me let me see it. So she sends me a, a, a email or a text of it, and I'm like, that's pretty cool. I think I'll do a shirt for my dad's birthday, yeah. right? And so, you know, they actually mailed me the, the you know, packed up the, <laughs> the mauve mat, you know, in awesome. the '80s frame that they yeah. did, but um, and it was a charcoal illustration of a bison that my my father had done in 1964. And they had been in, in Rapid City, South Dakota, and had seen uh, some uh, some Native American art. Uh, and my dad said, "I can do that," you know. And he, and he he did. He pulled it off. And so this this bison that had been, you know, kind of on the periphery of my entire childhood, you know, came back into my life. So I, I took a I took a high res photo of it put it into vector art and and created a t-shirt of it yeah. and just added Oklahoma to the bottom and uh, and was going to make about a dozen of those for family and, and some close friends for his birthday and out of the blue I showed uh, Carolyn at, at Flanagan's and uh, wasn't trying to get it put on shelves or anything and she said oh you know I could sell those with my mini Tonka moccasins can you can you get this in charcoal can you get it in mauve <laughs> can you get it in, in kind of clay color yeah, yeah, yeah. and I'm like well, yeah, you know, that'll help pay for my family shirt, right? And the coolest thing uh, to me is that that's now become equally as good of a seller and a, and a desired, mm-hmm. you know, uh, emblem of the brand as the, the original logo. Yeah. And since my dad has passed away from Alzheimer's, and so, but before he kind of lost his, his faculties, he was able to appreciate that and get to wear the shirt and the hats. And the coolest thing for me was to take him into the stores and say, this is your illustration, you know, that, that people are buying because they love what you did. And so that's going to be my tie. So that's one of those things, too, that's going to keep me from, from, you know, shelving this and all that is because now every sticker, coaster, T-shirt that 
I see with that on there that I sell with that on there is, is kind of a continuation of that legacy of, yeah. of the art. We kind of come full circle with, you know, when did I start drawing, you know, ever since I could hold a pencil. Yeah. And it's because of my dad. So, um, and he was smart enough to marry an Oklahoma girl. So there's the, there's the full circle tie in for the, this is Oklahoma yeah. podcast. That is, um, that's special. That's yeah. really incredible to have that. Like, I mean, I do this podcast and I tell people, look, there's going to be a few golden nuggets in it that will clip. I mean, that's the best one I think I've heard in 402 episodes. Like, to have this story, to have where your art background comes from, from dad, to have that reminder, you know, after he passed, for him to see it. Like, what was his reaction? Yeah, I mean, he thought it was pretty cool. And he yeah. would, uh, I mean, you know, the, the, all the pictures I have of his last you know, five years. He, he passed away in 2019. Um, but, you know, we we originally did those shirts in in, in the fall of 15. Yeah. And it's, we, it was the running joke that I'd never paid him royalties, you know, for his artwork. But it, but if, if you look, if you have the shirt, yeah. his name and 64 is on there, awesome. his original artwork. And, and uh, you know, you want to talk about maybe I'll make an NFT of my dad's <laughs> uh, original bison or something. I, yeah, I, I have yeah. to figure out what the heck those are first. Right. But, Right. Um, some young person who's into NFTs. Someone's going to figure that out. But, but uh, you know, again, you know, for for the family legacy, um, you know, for, for for that to be a symbol, and that sort of tied in perfectly with with kind of the 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 zeitgeist of the moment yeah. of Oklahoma and bison and thunder. And I can say, yeah, I've got a bison and this wasn't some trendy no. thing that I came up with. This yeah. is from, you know, 50 years ago yeah. that, that was part of my family. And so, um, I can't draw as well as my dad did. No, right. I, I can honestly say that, but, um, it's really cool to have that yeah. as a lasting uh, memento. And, and yeah, like I said, he, he was tickled about it. He, his friends, um, you know, uh, would also get the hats and the shirts awesome. and, and uh, you know all the pictures I have of him he's he's rocking something it's a yeah. hoodie it's a he wore out a few ball caps uh, with it on there so yeah that's mate that's that's so powerful I love that um, like I said if you never ever sell anymore and the business stops like you've still got that to come back to and that's really special so mate thanks so much for, for taking the time out for people listening what's the social medias the Instagram the website all that stuff how can people find the brand and, and go buy it and support yeah it's just at Oklahoma so like I said I got in early enough where I could yeah. grab the uh, domains and the and the Instagrams but um, Twitter Instagram Facebook um, you can find me oklamerica.com mm -hmm. where our retail shop is through, through Shopify which has been a great, great boon to anybody doing the small business thing. Um, got some horror stories we'll talk about later <laughs> from, from other uh, online entities. Yeah. But um, no, just reach out to me. Um, love to hear from people. Love to hear stories, ideas, uh, you know, send me pictures, things like that. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's about kind of the, the, the relationships and, uh, you know, getting to know places and yeah. people in that relationship and just, you know, where you're from, yeah. you know, that's kind of the first thing I always ask people, well, where are you from? And you see college students from all over. And that's the, the other cool thing about Stillwater. Yeah. You know, you've, I met a young lady from Latta mm -hmm. the other day, you know, and so you hear about these towns and, and these, these places and it just kind of makes you realize how kind of a small uh, state it really is people know yeah. each other mm -hmm. um, you know and again we're not perfect we got a lot of warts and a lot of you know Oklahoma has a lot of uh, negatives but you know we don't let the outsiders 
say that about us, right? It's one of those where the family can can squabble internally, but yeah. if somebody from the outside starts to talk bad about you, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, those are fighting words. We're but taking you on. That's yeah. right. That's right. So. Um, no, I really appreciate you having me. I, I, I love what you're doing with the podcast and all the people that I've learned about uh, and some of the people that I already knew mm-hmm. or thought I knew uh, some stories about yeah. um, and what you're doing. And you're like prolific. You got, you're you doing so many of these podcasts. Uh, well, it's just know. like it was so much fun to do. Like, I just love doing it. Like, it's, oh, okay, it makes me a little bit of money and it would know, be great. It pays for new golf clubs and a vacation here and there. Yeah. Uh, but I just love doing it. And it's, like I said, like you said earlier, the people you meet through it, you know, you never probably would have met them before. Yeah. So uh, for people listening, I'll post the links to the Instagram, the website, um, Shopify store, all that good stuff. If you haven't seen the logo, please go to the Instagram and check it out. It's amazing. Search for that pie because the pie is just like, <laughs> I'm just jealous of how good that logo is. Um, but for people listening, I'll post the link in the description. And Clay, thank you so much for taking the time out. Thanks for setting up today's podcast. And huge thanks to Balance Coffee Co. for having us. If you want a good cup of coffee, come up to Balance in Stillwater and tell them this is Oklahoma sent you. And we will catch you next episode. Cheers. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling an Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.